Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the weekend and another edition of housing information you can trust right here on AM760 WJR with the Inside Outside Guys. Hi, Chuck. How you doing, buddy? Man, life is good. Hey, we got to start out with a birthday song. Happy birthday, birthday to you. You're not even going to ask me who we're singing to? I know who we're singing to. You I already told you me. A yeah. wonderful, wonderful lady. Alan Bridenstine, 98 years young today. Wow. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. And she swears that in two more years, she's going to start counting backwards, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> That's mom. Happy birthday to your mother. Yeah, happy birthday, mom. So we've, I guess we need a special show, right, because of that? A special show? Yeah. I'm special. Uh, Chuck's mom's birthday show. That's what we'll just theme the rest of the show around. Okay. Right? The that, birthday show. That I like and some that. clean air. We'll talk some clean air as time goes by. We'll also be taking your phone calls. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Uh, between noon and one today, we want everyone to stick around for Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning. They're going to be coming in, and we'll be taking your phone calls. Very rarely do we get them live in studios where we can take some phone calls and answer some questions. We'll be talking a little bit more about that in the future because they have really became an answer for a very big issue of a lot of homes in the United States that was never, there was never a good answer for, and they become this answer. We'll explain that more as the show goes by. Well, Chuck, let's start right away. Let's take phone call. Let's talk to Mindy in Commerce. Good morning, Mindy. You're on with the guys on WJR. Good morning. Um, my question is, I have a low-pitched roof. Um, it's about a one and a half inch, I guess, is what I've been told um, by the husband <laughs> that knows everything. <laughs> and he, he um, we need that replaced, but the chimney is a brick chimney that probably has to go at the same time. It's all 1956 house. It's all um, needs work. And then I'd like a porch to be um, extended off the roof to make it look original. Is this a one-company one job, or is this different people that you would recommend, different companies, or well, is your what porch, do you guys recommend? Is your porch a masonry porch, brick and concrete now? No. What is the porch made of? Um, just a, Is it a wood porch? Um, uh, porch cement. Okay. Okay, so it is porch cement. Yeah. Now, so okay. is your and also is your chimney looking like it needs repair? Oh yeah, my okay. husband's putting. And that'd yeah. be a couple of different companies. You'd want to get the chimney okay. company out to do the chimney first because they don't have to worry about hurting your brand new roof. I agree. Yep. And then while they're okay. there, they can take a look at your porch and extending that porch for you as well. And then we would uh, okay. after that look at uh, our go to the insideoutsideguys.com and look at the roofing categories and. Take your pick. We have five fantastic companies on there. Now, you mentioned vis-a-vis uh, -vis your husband's expertise that you have a very low-profile, low-slope roof. Uh, when we talked to yeah. Victor last week, yeah, they were doing a roof on a very low-profile roof, and those basically require a roof under the roof. There's material that they'll put on top of the entire roof deck before they even lay a shingle down. So that's that's critical in your situation. At the cottage we used to have up on oh, Lake yeah. Chuck, that was right. a that was a four twelve pitch, and we that was a the, lot steeper than. And you're right, <laughs> but it's very easy there. to walk on. But we uh, we covered the whole thing in ice and water shield, and that was the first roof, and then we put the second roof on top of it. So that's what you would need as well, Mindy. Okay, 
of water shields. Um, any particular? Because I don't think very many do a low slope pitch, do oh, they? Our our people do. Yeah, if you like, I said go to. We got Kearns Brothers. We got okay. Kango. We have uh, Performance. Pro. And Victors and Pro. They all will do a low slope roof. Yeah, we actually oh. were at one a couple of years ago, right in your area with um, Kearns Brothers. Yeah, they were doing it right. You know, we went there okay. and did a little video with them. And they're experts at okay. the slope. But first call Brickworks and get them out there for the masonry. And if you need a okay. number, we can give you that. Got, okay, I can look. Google solves all those problems. Okay, well, cool. All of these companies, Brickworks is at the InsideOutsideGuys.com along with the roofers as well. So you don't need to Google anything. Just go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. God bless you, Mindy. Welcome. Take care. Eight 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 six five four guys. Let's uh, we got time. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Bob. Bob and Taylor, how's it going? How are you? Good, thank you, guys. Um, well, I have a problem that started uh, several years ago behind my garage, where I noticed the ground starting to sink a little bit, and maybe six inches or so, uh, about maybe four feet wide by two feet. Uh, so I filled that up. I kind of put it off and I knew I had a problem, but I put it off. So over the years, uh, my garage in my, in the left rear corner, uh, it's sloped by about three inches off center or off level. Um, the, the half of the slab on the left side of the garage, it uh, is raised up halfway between the back of the garage and the front. So there's a crack running from the left side to the center uh, space, third scene. Uh, so that's up about two inches. Um, I, I, I think obviously it looks like I have a maybe a drainage leak or something in the sewer connection. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where to start. If, uh, I'm assuming I would start with the water problem, and then, then I then I don't know which contractor would. Do I have to raise the garage back up? Obviously, uh, I don't. Uh, it's a major problem here. Yeah, historically, so many of those garages were built too low anyway. Yeah, if you're losing soil, it could very well be a uh, a, a breach in the sewer pipe that runs. I would. Go to the uh, township or the uh, public works commissioner, somebody to f- first find out exactly where that line runs. Maybe bring I, a plumber in, because if you don't fix that problem, you're going to have issues uh, even after you make the repairs. And Bob, don't go away. We'll continue talking to you after this break, sir. And you know that happens to a lot of people where you get these big puddles in their yards, and a lot of it has to do with the gutter systems. You know, making sure the gutter systems flow far enough away. Because every neighbor, I mean, all you can do is give it to the next neighbor, and hopefully the the whole area slopes in the right direction. But if you're getting a lot of water in your yard, take a look at your roof, take a look at your gutters. If you need new gutters, make sure you call Atlas Home Improvement. Hey, buddy, appreciate you being with us today. Want to know the phone lines are open in the first two hours of the show for you at 888-654-4897. Hey, is there irony in the fact that in order to see... You have to have glasses, but you can't see when you're looking for your glasses. I've looked for mine twice this morning already. I obviously found them. I know they're on my face. <laughs> I, just, I can't. You know, that's one thing. 
one thing, just one thing I can think of that I can't make fun of you about because I do it all the time, too. It's, do you? It's terrible. I got to buy one of those things that hooks to your glasses. Just, they, just, <laughs> you may have to remind, easy. they're hanging. Remind me, they're hanging. We back. went to break. Um, you know, we we had this thing called segways, which I tried to make going into that last break, and you made fun of me. You know, how did I how did I make that connection between gutters and water in the backyard? Because Chuck, <laughs> you get long enough downspouts to get that gutters going away from the house, away from the yard as far as possible. Sometimes you take that into a French drain. We talk about you. You know, you, there are some houses I saw one recently where the man had a sump pump. And he had absolutely nowhere to, dis- oh, to discharge We've had it. a lot of listeners. Yeah. Um, his, but you still uh, got to get it away from the house. You got to get away from the house. Yeah. But, I mean, this was an, actually this was in Bloomfield, so it was a really nice area. And, you know, my only suggestion was a French drain. Yeah, but those only last so long. If you do them right, they're going to last longer. But it's uh, that's that would be very, very frustrating. That would be frustrating. So we, Jimmy's, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Bob, are you still with us from Taylor? Yes, I am. I'm here. All right. So it sounds like you had a sinkhole. You had wash away. You know, definitely want to bring some more uh, soil in. Do you have room to go up against that garage and get the soil going away from the garage at all? Um, the, the nine foot uh, regulation easement, I guess, is what exists there now. Well, what I'm saying um, is, can you see enough of the block work? Probably not. Um, so you don't have to put the soil oh. up against siding. You don't want to, whenever you have uh, soil go away from a structure you don't want to put on the actual side and you want to try to stay on the uh, foundation but i think a1 concrete yeah, level it, maybe a, a call you want to make as well don't you chuck yeah i'd for he mentioned an easement do you know that the, you've got a utility easement there yes um i they they were in the city was in a couple years ago and reinforced the uh in inside uh interior of the pipes i guess with a coating you know to reinforce it um but they explained to me that they didn't do anything with the connections themselves so <laughs> so that's i know there's pipes yeah i know there's pipe that goes <laughs> goes runs back there and the city i went to the city and they couldn't give me they couldn't uh, provide a schematic for where my pipes were only the uh the city water uh, feed from the street is what they gave me. So, I guess. Ken, where was that big sinkhole in Macomb a couple of years ago? Boy, I don't can't tell exactly. I think it was over near Clinton Township, 15-mile um, Van Dyke. What they do with any any of those sewer lines, and, and this would apply whether it's a residential or commercial construction, they'll backfill them with a readily compactable material, which is sand because sand's cheap. If you get any breach in those the sand will be sucked in to the sewer line. Like an hourglass. Sorry, yeah, sorry. It'll, and it'll disappear. And then you'll have either a sinking lawn or a sink hole in the middle of a street because a lot of sewers run under the streets. And it's one of those things that if you're losing soil, you know, your soil is literally dropping, then that tells you what's underneath that is disappearing. And the only logical explanation, especially since you know you've got a utility easement there, would be probably the sewer line. So until you solve that problem, probably not a lot of point in putting a lot of money in anything except what Ken suggested, and that would be having that concrete lifted by someone like A1. Yeah. Do they have any uh, capability of seeing what the problem is without digging it up? I mean, do they have to go through all that expense and dig it up and then determine? Well, they'd have to access it somewhere. They could scope it, and Uh they might see a breach. 
you know, you might have a plumbing company, uh, Waterwork Plumbing or somebody come out there and put a camera down there. That'd probably be your least expensive way to access that pipe and see what condition it's in. Agree. Agree. And, and how about raising the garage once I <laughs> fix that problem? Who, who does that? I've well, never had to call anybody to do the structural problem. Bob, do you have a pen handy? Yes, I do. It's sitting okay. right here. We're going to give the yeah. number to A1 Concrete Leveling. And okay. Brett Butler is going to come out. Great guy. Okay. Um, the number is 800-538-3514. Uh-huh. And, and one okay. thing we love about this company, if they don't feel that they can level it and uh, give you the best warranty and the best product by doing that, they're going to tell you or give you other options, whether that's replace the garage floor or what or foundation work, whatever it may be. Do they do the garage itself, like the plate? Are they going to raise the garage too, or you're going to want to raise the foundation? Is that a is that strictly a slab on grade with the walls sitting on top of the slab? Yes, it looks like it. Yes. No footing. Uh, I, you know, I don't I I don't know if there's a footing in there. Go out with a shovel. Well, you've lost soil anyway, and see how far down the concrete runs from the top of the garage floor that the wall sits on. Down. See how far down you've got concrete or masonry. Yeah. Yeah. Historically, they built a lot of those garages right on the slab. They'd pour the slab and then build that plate right on the slab and go up from there. And what the concrete company would have to do is come in and cut around that. And then in certain areas, the new concrete may be higher at that point in the back. So yeah, it's an 80 year old home, too. That makes the difference. Yeah. And you've got a lot of ifs, ands, and buts here. So. Uh, get the pipe scoped, take okay. that shovel out around the perimeter of the foundation of the garage and get in touch with us again, maybe a phone call or an email, uh, and okay. we will kind of walk through this together as, as you discover what you've actually got. The company to sc- scope the pipe uh, would be? Waterwork Plumbing can do it. Waterwork. Okay, Waterwork. Okay. Yeah. You need a number for them? Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm okay. ready. You- 248. Okay. Five four two. Okay. You 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 go ahead. You I have a different one. Eyebrows. Two four eight two one three. Oh, you do have seven five one three. Seven five one three. Yeah. No, that's okay. fine. Probably well, both work fine. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you. Stay in touch with us. Okay, I will I'll let you know. Thank you. God bless you. We'll have to compare the two numbers. We've got to make sure we're giving out the right. I have five four two eighty twenty two, but uh, I think they've been getting all of our referrals. I agree. <laughs> hey, let's go to the phones. Uh, do, man, let's go. Let's go to the phones. We get back from break. We'll talk to Greg and we'll talk to John in the meantime. I want to remind people, coming up at noon, we're going to have MSD Air Duct Cleaning coming on, talking about uh, keeping your air clean in your home. Right? Yes, sir. Yep, Steve Dickinson. You'll love. So, Chuck, I, I found something out this week. And here's what I found out. One thing that you're not going to be surprised at, that we are still under the 2015 code book. I know that doesn't surprise you, but what is the reason for that? Because it seems to me like they've had a lot of time on their hand over the last couple of years. They, they should have been able to update it by now. <laughs> Oh, you're an optimist. When we get back, well, it has been updated. We just haven't adopted it yet. But uh, bureaucracy, politics, how far do we go with that? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good question. But you won't find that if you're looking for a kitchen upgrade. You want those stair railings upgraded and beautified. You want to feel like you got new in your home inside or out. We've got a single company that can handle it all. Go to McFarland Paintings uh, Facebook page or the website you can find at the InsideOutsideGuys.com and look at the, the work they do transforming kitchens by just co- recoding and painting the cabinetry. Check them out at the InsideOutsideGuys.com, McFarlane Painting. With over 80 years of combined housing experience, the InsideOutsideGuys.com, the InsideOutsideGuys on Facebook, and every Saturday and Sunday morning right here on WJR, the Inside Outside Guys are your one and only one-stop shop for any and all of your housing needs. Whether you need a new deck or you just need some advice, go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com. And speaking of decks, let's talk to John who's got some questions about a deck. Good morning, John. You're on with the guys. Hope you can hear me. I'm calling you all the way from Arizona. It's a long shout. <laughs> you Walk must have the a show, really John. good phone. <laughs> well, I'm actually standing outside my building in a certain spot that's the only place I can be heard uh, 50 feet from my house. The number of people moving into my area is overtaxing the cellular towers. Oh. Mayo person said 40% increase in the people she delivers to in the last 12 months. Well, the good news is if you have a typical bureaucracy out there, those people will be overtaxed pretty soon. So, hey. It all comes, you know. It all comes around. They're used to taxes. They're from California. Uh, It's either Elon Musk or a tower for my cell phone, but that's not the question. (laughs) Uh, uh, The wife wants her covered porch, which she always wanted back in Clinton Township. Uh, so can you give me something online that I can use as a computer to help me plan the deck out and that way I'll know how much materials I need and the wife gets a chance to choose the columns that she wants, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, John, I'm going to give you all the advice you need as far as your deck goes, but I think my partner needs to give you some marital advice because you, you referred to the wife twice. Yeah. Where did you buy her? (laughs) Huh? Excuse me? <laughs> Where did you get her at? I, mean, I always hoot on Ken when he says the wife. It's like it, it, the car, the new <laughs> shoes, the pants. Uh, oh, what's I, her name? I got her at the, I got her at the Marine Corps after 22 years. And don't worry, God bless you. I mean, we're just hooting on you. Chuck, tell him the idea that, I mean, you've done this for years in your career. Have you not? Yeah, I'll tell you. If you had come to me as a client when I was still building, I would have gone to uh, any of three of the local suppliers that I worked with and said, hey, I'm looking at this project. I'd give them the dimensions. I'd give them pictures of the existing home or something along those lines. And they would create schematics, plans, and material lists and pricing for me in the hopes of selling me the project. Okay. Um that's, Home Depot, Home Depot, Lowe's. Uh, uh, gosh. We, you know what? Well, let's be honest. We, If we're going to do a project like that, we love the lumber yards. I always dealt with lumber yards, yes, local uh, lumber yards. Yep, they yep. knew I will, me. I will, I will look. Yeah, and I'm not knocking those other stores, but for a contractor, it's a little tougher row to hoe, a little harder to do business with them. I could... I could walk into a local lumberyard and... Like Norm from Cheers. Chuck! I mean, literally, I could drive into that yard, load my truck, then I would pull up to the contractor's right. office, tell them what I got. They'd write me up. I'd grab a coffee. I'd be on my way. 
because of the relationship you have. With Nothing them. is that way anymore at the big box store. So, so that's where I would go. Now, John, real quick, that being said, all of the main companies, if you go to TimberTech.com, TimberTech and Azac, they have software yeah. that you can, you can download. They actually have an app you can download exactly. and do it all from you. A lot of Free. these use Google Earth to do dimensions as well. Trex has one as well. So all the big companies have this software. Okay. And that's, that's where I'll start. Yeah, at least then you can you can kind of do it at home. You can answer a lot of your own questions because the software will require you to ask and answer specific dimensions, heights, you know, width, depth, those kinds of things. And the one I'm I'm looking at has a free sample for dimensions. It has a cost calculator um, and where you can buy the material as well. TimberTech Trex. What was the third? Azek. Azek. A Z E K. A Z. A-Z-E-K. A-Z-E-K. I believe Timber Tech and Azek um, are combined now. I think they're one. They might be. And they are both kind of, you know, Trex is the Kleenex name for a high-end deck walking surface product. And those uh, Timber Tech and Azek are very comparable on the high end of their product line as well. Yeah, you might just take a, you might just take a minute and explain how Trek started and then everybody copied. Yes, but there were issues with that in the beginning. So the people oh. that copied that had issues, um, but they have perfected. There was a lot of what we call R and D in the field, right? Boy, I could name a ton of products where your statement would apply to that product. Boy, you're not kidding. Over the years, and unfortunately, the builders and the homeowners suffered. You know, the result of that out, you know, in the field R and D. <laughs> But I would buy any of those products today and use them. In fact, I do. Yeah, and I have. have. Yeah. All right, John. The, the three that we talked about. The three we talked about. Yes. Yes, yep. sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. God bless you. Now, Stay in touch one, with us. One other quick thing. I'm sorry. Is this something you're doing yourself or you're going to hire it out? All three of these companies ha- should have certified deck installers that will install their product, which, which makes them a little more accountable in the long run. Just letting you know that, Okay. If I have trouble, if I have trouble with a telephone call, do you think I'm going to have trouble with installers? <laughs> hey, if you can get away saying the wife, you're you're smarter than I am. She's a, she's in Wisconsin. She's not listening. Ah, smart man. Wise okay. man. <laughs> but she has friends. But she has friends in Clinton Township that'll get to us. Oh, there you I go. Love it. There you go. Thank you, John. We appreciate your call. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, let's talk to Greg in Shelby. Good morning, Greg. You're on with the guys. Good morning, Dynamic Duo, Mr. Positive. Got to ask uh, real quick, um, attic efficiency. My buddy lives in a bungalow. How many vents should you have? Number two, lifetime roofing. Is there a, uh, a, such a thing as a lifetime roof? And uh, what? how long is that? When people say they can promise lifetime roofs. Uh, I don't know anyone that say I can promise lifetime roofs. Well, mom is turning ninety eight today. I don't know if she could have put happy a roof birthday. on. <laughs> I don't know if she could have put a roof on that would have you know when she was Last one lifetime. Yeah, yeah. And most of the lifetime roofs, they're 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Warrantied. They're um, what's the word I'm looking for? Chuck, the warranty. Uh, I mean, they're going to diminishes be a, over time. Forty or fifty years. Uh, you know, they they're not prorated today. That's what I was looking. Thank you. With our companies, like they used to be. Right. They used to prorate out of effective existence within 10 to 20 years. 
Today, I, mean, I know you can go to, you know, Kearns Pro Home, any of these companies, and get a legitimate, non-prorated labor and materials 50-year warranty. Whoa. Um, and that's, Which is lifetime. In the, in that's the, certainly in lifetime industry. for me moving forward. Uh, right. Probably is for me. you too, young man, Kenny. Right. Young man, right. <laughs> <laughs> but what is, what is very important is the company that installs the specific shingle, whether that is an Atlas, a CertainTeed, Owens Corning, GAF, the company that installs it needs to have the highest certification from that individual shingle manufacturer. True story. Very good, you guys. Thank you very much. And uh, the vents, do you need a lot of vents for houses that are older, in the like built in the 50s? We go back to um, uh, those. a lot of those bungalows. Um, that's a unique problem, and it's one that uh, we've all dealt with as contractors. But long story short, if you're having a roof put on a house, I want everybody to hear this and write it down. The, the roofing contractor should specify the ventilation you need for the type of roof you've got, period. We I hear know. a lot. We have a lot of emails about oh that. Oh, my gosh. We, really we get so much of that. So, so a long, long story short is it depends on the individual roof. It depends on the sun exposure. That's going to be something. That's going to be a mathematical formula the contractor that is hired is going to do and put yeah, those in the right place. have got computer algor- algorithms for that. But here's a rule of thumb. You want a whole bunch of cool dry air intake at the lowest part of the roof and you want an equal amount or better of exhaust for hot and moist air at the very top of the roof uh but there's a lot of little caveats that apply in between if you've got dormers if you've got valleys then all of those things start to impact how effective that is and what you need brilliant you guys thank you for taking my call as always and everyone go for your dreams thanks greg we sure did yeah, yeah, I'm still going. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Chuck, one thing we get a lot of emails about, and I've I've done this so much in my career, at people's houses, have beautiful fireplaces, but they're afraid to use them. They don't know how efficient they are. If they're dangerous, hear that? A lot. I'm scared to use my fireplace. You do hear that dangerous. a lot. Yeah, we hear that in emails. Yeah, brick form as a product. That can assure, excuse me, Brickworks has no products. <laughs> That's a, a color company that uh, has a national, that has a product that can assure that your fireplace is safe. You can capture that beautiful heat and ambiance this winter when you're cold. If you haven't used your fireplace in a long time or chimney, give Brickworks a call. They can make sure you do. 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888 Four eight nine seven. If you live in a house, have a mouse in a house, rent a house. If it's a house, give the outside guys a call right now. We could give tent advice, actually. We could give tent advice. You know, we had a caller earlier, and you asked him about a foundation he had on his garage, whether he had a foundation. And just recently, Chuck, I had a, a person come to me and said they wanted to do a 22 by 24 garage, but they wanted to put a rat wall. And my first response was, you can't do that. Because the code for a long time has been anything over 400 square feet has to have a 42-inch foundation. Standard foundation, yeah. I found that I was wrong. You can do that. Now that has been extended to 600 square feet. 
that only needs a thickened face around the edge of it, not even a rat wall. Now, the problem with that is every jurisdiction you go, now that's the Michigan code, every jurisdiction you go to wants a rodent barrier under the slab, which is a rat wall. So you have to do that. Therefore, you can do up to 600 square foot um, garage, you name it, with a 24-inch, 6-inch wide rat wall. Unless the local enforcing jurisdiction has a more restrictive legal code. And that's what I was surprised that this one did not because I thought for sure, you know, for because to me, Chuck, that's don't a, give any ideas. Exactly, that's a bit. That's <laughs> a big building. I want to make pe- sure people are aware of that. Like mine, if it's over two hundred square feet, you have to have at least a rat wall. You can do a, a just a thickened face. Yeah. Which I wouldn't even do that without a rat wall, to be honest with you. Um, but anything over four hundred square feet, you need to have a forty-two inch foundation. Yeah, uh, it is an interesting dynamic. Uh, boy, we could get off on that. In the two hundred square feet or below which is a pretty good size outbuilding. Sure. You can do a floating portable building. You know, theoretically, you're going to pick one. it up and move it. I do too. Yeah, I have a, a 10 by 20 old. shed that we I got a couple years ago that's placed on biscuits yeah. on a drainable soil. Yep. Nothing eats those biscuits. Nope. And <laughs> hurt their teeth. 888-654-GUYS. Let's talk to Jay in Brownstown. Good morning, Jay. You're on with the guys. Hey, good morning, guys. Love your show. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hey, listen, I got a question about my um, crock and my sump pump. Okay, I'm noticing that lately I'm starting to get rocks in the bottom of my crock. Kind of, I stuck my hand up into the drain and I can feel the sock that's full of rocks kind of protruding from the ceiling about a foot in from that drain. Two questions. One, is there a way to line that or am I looking at having to dig all that up to replace that. And if number two is the option, can you recommend someone? What do we do about rocks in this crack, Chuck? Well, do you actually have um, clay tile up in there? Can you feel what you've got? No, it's, it, no, it's that it's that perforated, that plastic perforated, um, you know, what is it, PVC? Okay. That drains into the crock. That makes no sense. But here's the thing with, with standard plumbing pipes, sewer pipes, uh, sanitary and storm or water, we can line those because we want them to be waterproof. We want that weep tile running around your footing to allow water to move through it into that pipe and then thus into your sump crock. How many people over the years needed a 10-foot piece of corrugated pipe and they went to a local big box store, they saw it, they bought it, got it home and figured it was a it was a corrugate, it was the um, perforated pipe because they didn't take look hard enough for those little slits. So that's what you're talking about, that right. pipe, they have those little slits that go in them. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. It, it's it's you know because when I when I come saying I can stick my hand up into where it comes into the crock and about a foot in, it's only about a foot or so in. I can feel the weight of the rocks coming. I mean, I can feel the rocks. You know, I mean, I can feel the sock that's encasing them. Or yeah, the and by law, so, those are. Encased I mean, even if I by by a, like a pea stone, a readily drainable, compactable material like pea gravel, um, at to a depth of 12 inches and a width of 12 inches. Um, so that's the the rocks that are coming in, uh, probably. Um, have you had it scoped the entire pipe that runs around the? No, no, you probably that was, should. Yeah, that was. If you've just got the one spot there, okay. which is very likely, that's a pretty strong pipe. Unless the ground is somehow, unless you've been driving heavy equipment close to the house, 
there shouldn't no, be any no, no. Uh, unusual loads on it. You might be able to just reinforce a short section of it with a PVC or something. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I would first okay, look at. Okay, that's what I was hoping you'd say. All right, but first get someone that can scope it out. Just to make sure on. you don't have a whole bunch of, you know, if you've got 50 feet of collapsing pipe, then you've got an entirely different issue. But if you've got a couple feet of collapsing pipe, that's very solvable, you know, as we just mentioned. And you're not having any issues right. with water in your basement, correct? No leaking? No, none, correct, Good. none at all. Cool. I mean, Good. I do got that rust algae stuff going on, but no, there's no leakage in the basement or anything. Uh, Iron okra. Yeah. That's okay. it. That's the thing. That's the guy. Okay, that'd be our first but, step, Jay, is get, that, uh, get a camera down there and take a look at it. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate the call. All right. All right. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Phone lines are open. Chuck, I mentioned earlier about the um, the liner that uh, Brickworks does as far as fireplaces. Like I said, I've seen that a lot over the years, that people are just afraid to, to lay a fire in the chimneys. Yeah. And a company like Brickworks can come out and do just what we are talking about, that pipe work and stick a camera down there and take a look at that chimney and see if you have any breaks, see if you have any gaps between the seams. And then they take this uh, material and they will literally pour or, or, or plaster the inside of those flue tiles with a fireproof product that basically says, use your fireplace whenever you want from this point forward. Yeah. So. That became a big issue Back in the early 80s, believe it or not, when everyone was installing a wood burner in their home. You are so right. We were going to run out of petroleum-based fuel products. You're going you're gonna to have to heat with artificial sources wherever you could steal them. And people were required to downsize those flues. So a guy like you had come and installed a 10 by 12 flue tile for yep. me from that big old fireplace I had. If I was going to stick a wood an efficient wood burner in there, I had to downsize that flue, and they came up with technologies that allowed them to literally do that while the flue stood, if you will. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. They used yeah. balloons. Did you ever do any of those? Or? I did not. But you know, you're right. You made me think about when we first started the show, when the housing crisis first started. Um, the, those stoves were selling like hotcakes. Any kind of inside heat source or the outside steam boilers. Anything more that, efficient. Anything more efficient that yeah. didn't have the restrictions they have today back then. Yeah. People were putting that those up everywhere. And at the time, I put a wood-burning furnace in my basement. Oh, I remember that. That's I, right. I attached it right to my ductwork, and we never – I was lucky. I lived on acreage. We were able to go out, me and my boys, and cut our wood for the year. But we never worried about heat after that point at all. Nope. But we did have to clean it, so that's very important. Even once you get these done, if you get – if you use your – Fireplace and come in fall. When we get close to fall, we'll do a sh- whole show on this. Now, you weren't using the fireplace, though, for that wood-burning no, furnace. No, no, that was a furnace, but I yeah. did have to clean it on a regular basis because of the soot. And people who use, if you just use just a fireplace, that is probably one of the most least, least efficient ways you can heat your house. Um, and sometimes it's a negative, is it not, Chuck, because it'll soak the, uh, exactly. the conditioned air out of the house. Um, a wood burner is a great way to go. When we come back, we'll be talking to all those people that are hanging out on the phone lines. Uh, We appreciate you being with us. Meanwhile, uh, heating, ventilating, and air conditioning. Boy, it's been an air conditioning summer, hasn't it, Ken? It has, and we have two great companies, one on the far far west side, Sharon's Heating and Air Conditioning, and one on the far east side, C&C Heating and Air Conditioning. 
you may want to get that furnace checked before uh, winter gets here. And if you're having any issues at all with your air conditioner, you want to, or clean air in your home, check out C&C Heating and Air Conditioning. Who has more fun than you and I on Saturdays and Sundays? Good question. I don't think uh, anybody does. Well, remember Saturday mornings when actually Saturday mornings meant cartoons? Yeah, but they were on early in the morning. You got up, grabbed some sweets, bowl of cereal, yeah. put your hand in the cookie jar before mom and dad got up. Yeah, mom and dad always slept in on Saturday, Sunday morning, didn't they? Yeah, but I tell you what, my mom could hear that cookie jar lid. <laughs> she could be out of town, and she'd call and, and say you were in the cookie jar. So, yeah. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Stick around for the bonus hour of the Inside Outside guys between noon and one o'clock, featuring Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning right here on AM seven sixty WJR. Want to go to the phones? Yeah, let's do that. Eight 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 six five four guys. Let's talk to Joanne in Washington. Good morning, Joanne. You're on with the guys. Hi, um, I have two small questions, the same room. I have a bathroom that's 40 years old, and at the time when we built the house, I thought it would be cute to put baby blue grout in it, in the tile, and then put these little decals every so often of like a daisy. Is there any way I can get the grout back to baby blue, and is there anything I can do to cover up the, the decals? Where are the decals? Are they right on the tiles? Yeah, they're on the tiles, but not a lot of them. There's maybe, in the whole bathroom, maybe 10. I guess it depends on what they are and how they were put on. Yeah, I mean, is it, can a, have you tried a razor blade? Can a razor blade get those off? That's, that was my first thought. No, I didn't try anything. I was kind of afraid to mess up the tile. I know you can paint tile, but it says not in the shower, and I'm pretty sure there's a couple in the shower. Yeah. I mean, they should be ceramic. Uh, they, right. So you, you should be able to maybe take uh, cotton balls. And some acetone and see if you can get an edge up on one or two of those. And then a brand new uh, utility razor like we use out in the field, you know, the carpenters use. Right. You probably lift them right off, I'm guessing. And you might have to, kind of like they'll pull a bandage off your skin. They'll take the acetone and lift, a little acetone, lift, a little acetone, lift. And a Q-tip or something like that. Exactly. And start the one that's the least noticeable. Um, down by your okay. feet. Down by your feet. Yeah, in case something <laughs> goes wrong, you fix it on one that's eye level. Okay. What about the blue baby blue grout? Is there any? You know, because when you wash it with like a, a yellow cleaner, it turned it like terribly looking gray brown. I don't know what color it is now. You know what we've done, and this people some people are going to hear this and roll their eyebrows, but I, I've actually used permanent markers. Uh, we used to buy oh. these art kits for our kids to color grout and. Wow. They tend to work. But to get back to the original, um, what about a a vinegar, you know, maybe with a, uh, just a little scrub brush. Yeah, if it hasn't faded out of it, you know, sometimes the color just fades out of it. And the colors, you know, people have used heavy cleaners that'll take the color out of it. And again, I would use the caveat Ken threw out there that I'd be real careful where I tried that first. Now, have you ever done that marker in a whole shower? We've done it in larger areas, like backsplashes, but I've never done it in a shower. So what I don't want to see is, even though it's a permanent marker, her sure. do the whole one and then a part of it comes off. Maybe oh, do it in a certain area. Oh, that's why I would do the whole thing. Right, yeah, that's why I just said Okay, Yeah, I do a small space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll give it a try. Thank you. Let us know how it works out for you, will you please? I will, thanks.
Thanks. Thank you. We'll be with Dan in just a minute. In the meantime, let's talk to Jim from Lansing. Good morning, Jim. You're on with the guys. Good morning. How can we help you, sir? Um, I have a house that's on well water, and occasionally in one of the bathtubs, uh, blue water will come out, and then when you run the water for a while, then it will go away. I didn't know what was causing it. And it doesn't happen anywhere else in the house. That's odd that it would happen only. uh, Is that a frequently used bathroom? No. No, it's not frequently used. What can happen with chlorinated water, and especially we saw this with a uh, copper pipe that came from a country that we will not mention, uh, the copper was disintegrating. You're spot on. You're spot on. A lot of the the blue... um, you get in the water has to do with the copper. If you've ever seen copper that's been out on a, on a roof, it turns yeah. green over time, turquoise. Yeah. And that could be part of the issue. I think. Well, what we use to treat ponds with as an algicide yeah. is a copper-based product, and it'll turn the water blue. Um, so that yeah. would be what I now suspect. We're, we're on well water, so it wouldn't be chlorinated water. No, and it could be some other chemicals in the water, salts can cause that to happen as well if you're treating the water at all, or it could be just um, minerals that are in the water coming out of the uh, well. I would, I mean, tell you what, and I'm not a, a fear guy, but I would have that checked out because, you know, too much iron yeah, we've in the had, water. Yeah, I've had, we've had our softener people come in, Culligan, and the well people come in, and neither one of them can figure out what it is. Oh, so you do have a softener. I'm willing to bet you the salts are degrading the copper. I agree with you. And that's the source of the color. Hopefully that helps. If you have any other questions, send us an email at theinsideoutsideguys.com. When we get back from break, we'll start off with Jim and then get to Fred. In the meantime, Chuck? Dan and then Fred. Dan then Fred. I apologize. In the meantime, Chuck, in the basements, we're talking a lot about basements where people see a lot of creepy crawlies, right? (laughs) Basements, foundations. Right up where the top of that foundation meets the house, right? Yes, and there's been a lot this year, especially with this recent rain. If you want to get rid of those creepy crawlies around your home, we have one company you should call. It's spelled R-O-V-E, and the company is Rove Pest Control. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us, having more fun than we deserve to have. The phone lines are open for another about 40 minutes or so, and then we're going to have Steve Dickinson from Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning on with us from 12 to 1. And like they always do, they got some newer product to discuss. You'll have to stay tuned to find out what that is. 888-654-GUYS, 888-654-4897. So, Chuck, um, if you had a blue tinge in your bathtub, who would you call to test that water? Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? Beauchamp Water Treatment Solutions. That's I, I'd call them. I... Uh, you know, it's funny because they have, today's salt sale Saturday, isn't it? Yes, it is. want to remind people there is a difference. It's funny, Jim had a water softener. There's a difference in the salt you put in that softener and, and how it treats your pipes, how it treats your equipment, your faucets, your gaskets in the faucets, all that. Yes, and DuraCube is, is a top of the heap it's almost like what we talk about the best kind of shingles out there truly quality salt the best kind of salt is dura salt which is all that beauchamp water treatment solution cells and this is salt cell saturday so make sure you get over there and get some uh, some salt and if you need to water test it make sure you once again go to beauchamp water treatment 
solutions. Hey, let's stick to the phones. 888-654-GUYS. Let's talk to Dan, very patient Dan in Auburn Hills. Hey, Dan, you're on with the guys. Yeah, good morning. Um, I have a house that I purchased a couple of years ago. The The garage floor on one half is uh, settling, and I don't know if you can hydraulically jack that up the way they do sidewalks or not. So that's the question. I'm curious which half. Uh, the half that leads towards uh, the house is on a slope. So in other words, um, I, my house is the, the side, the, the descending side of the, uh, of the property. Is this an attached garage? Yes, it is. Okay. Is it the uh, portion of the garage slab closest to the house or the one farther away? No, it's the farthest away. Gotcha. We're going to give you the same advice we gave John recently. Um, get A1 concrete leveling out there. And if it's just the slabs inside of an attached garage, if it's possible to um, level back up, they will and they can. And only caveat to that is he's going to come in and tell you whether his, you know, they can level just about anything, but they give a good warranty, uh, I believe three years, and they're not going to do it if they don't think it's going to last those three years. And at that point, they'd refer you to uh, someone who could replace the garage floor at that point. Absolutely. A1, okay. A1 Concrete Lovely would be our first call, and you can find them at the InsideOutsideGuys.com. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Have sir. a good day. You too. Good advice. All right, let's stick to the phones. Talk to Fred in Farmington Hills. Good morning, Fred. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Yes, uh, good morning. Uh, you guys are right on time now. I hope I'm clear because I have a mask on, but I'm in the process now of uh, uh, purchasing a roof. And you mentioned something about ventilation, but you were talking so fast. Now, what were you saying about the air being uh, uh, a contrast at the lower part of the roof and the top part of the roof? Go ahead. question. Explain that again, Chuck. We have never been accused of talking fast, so actually. I I have. have, I can't think fast. I've had to slow myself down on the air many you, times. You know what you do when you take that caffeine? Yep. Yeah. You're like, speedy well, Gonzalez. Maybe, maybe Who's I talking? Like, First thing you did is made I, a pot of coffee this maybe, morning. <laughs> well, maybe I listen slow and write slow. How is that? God right? bless you, Fred. I respect that you even threw that out as an option. Maybe but, I listen slow. <laughs> here's one thing we want to say, though. Whatever roofing contractor you hire, it is their job to determine the right ventilation in your attic. And, and like we okay. say for many of our people, once you decide to hire and trust that contractor, trust them all the way through. So what they say ventilation you need, trust that you actually need that. Now, what Chuck was saying is there's a ridge vent and then there's the soffit vent. That's how most are, Chuck, when you say? Yeah, I mean, the one good thing the code did decades ago was say we want half of that ventilation at the lowest part of the roof, half of it at the highest part. And that's typically the approach that you start with. It's not the end of the story, but at the lowest part of the roof, the, the reality is that you're going to find your cooler, drier air down there to bring that into the attic. And at the top of the roof, you're going to be exhausting hot, moist air air which you want to get rid of as fast as you can okay now fred is, is there a website i could go on and get more information 
Probably any shingle manufacturer is going to give you information on that. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, CertainTeed has their own uh, yeah. ventilation department. So if you go to CertainTeed website or GAF, they're going to have that information. Now, Chuck, some of the consequences of not properly ventilating a roof. <laughs> um, you know, the mold, the mildew, the, the actually the the early demise of the roof itself. So yeah. that ventilation is so, so important. Will the uh, roofers have to go in your attic to make a determination? Great question. The roofers that don't, if, if you have a roofer that comes out to your house and gives you a price with ventilation in it and they have not looked into your attic, <laughs> shame on them. Shame, shame, shame. Okay, that's important because I've had two come out so far and no one has thought about going into the attic. If any of our roofing... um Salespeople are listening right now. <laughs> Please, if you go out to uh, look at someone's roof, check their attic. It is very, very important. Okay. Well, well thank you. Could you guys recommend roofers? InsideOutsideGuys.com. We have five of them. They're all great. Um, and you can choose one of them depending on your geographical location. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Okay. Stay in touch with us, Fred. Okay. I'm most certainly will. Goodbye. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. I love, I might be listening slow. I just, I got to remember that. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there a lot. You know, we seem to somehow be on the uh, the subject of roofing today. Got a lot of questions about roofing, Chuck. And we just want to say there are a lot of roofers out there that, that can put a roof on. But please, what is so important for people to make sure that, that and I've said it earlier, that the individual roofer you choose is certified and has the highest certifications to install the manufacturer's shingles that they're installing. You know, um, CertainTeed has a master elite certification with Pro Home has, and I'm sure Kanga has it as well. I said decades ago that I could train animals to lay shingles on most roofs. Good point. The shingle is certainly not an afterthought. It's a major part of the system, but it is a part of a system and a good roofing company is going to understand all the other issues, including flashings. You got a, you got a wall coming up through the roof for a dormer or second story. That's, valley. that's a huge issue. A valley is a huge issue. The stink pipe coming up through is a, is a, the chimney coming up through is a huge issue. Skylights and roof windows are huge issues. Those things, all the eaves, the overhangs, those are huge issues. And we could go into a little seminar just on the eaves, you know, in that lower three feet of the roof edge. So please know that, that those are all critical dynamics as well as what ventilation product you have and where it's placed. We had a caller earlier mention that they want to get a chimney as well as the as the roof. And we're always going to recommend. Work done. Work done. Yeah. Get the chimney done first. You don't want anyone walking on that roof at all, if possible, once it has been installed. And we always say the two most important parts of a house are what, Chuck? The roof yeah, and the and foundation. I think it's the foundation, right? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with people, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> if you don't have a good foundation, if your foundation is not supporting the house well, eventually it'll be a cancer that destroys the house. But you got to have a good company that has the right solution, don't you, Ken? A company like? Foundation Solutions 360. Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you for the next half hour, the phone lines are open for you at 888 You're going to make me correct you again. Did 
Did I mess up again? Next hour and a half, the phone lines are going to be open because Steve Dickinson from Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning will be taking phone calls about clean air in people's home. Consider me humbled. Up between noon and one today. Should we make John call back? That's a first. No, we're not going to make John call back. We'll actually invite more calls at 888-654-4897. Let's talk to John in Ann Arbor. Good morning, John. You're on with the guys. Good morning. How are you today? Fantastic, sir. How can we help you? Yeah, I have. A, I'm getting ready to sell my house. I smoke cigars. It's a two-story uh, Victorian, 1,400 square feet uh, floor. And uh, when my wife's sister died, she was a heavy smoker, and she'd been in an apartment for 20 years. The people that came in had a machine that would go up and down the walls and across the ceiling uh, to clean it off, because when the pictures came off the walls, you could... You know, it was like a picture show. <laughs> you know, and uh, we, John, so I try to get those. I, I can't find them, but Closer says that they have a gas that they use in your house to take away all all odors. I'd want to know what was in that gas to begin with. And, and I, I told Chuck a story over break years ago um, when I was uh, flipping a house. They had the... 12 by 12 glass mirrors all over a wall. And when we took those down, because the homeowners were such heavy smokers for 40 years, there was resin, I mean, brown resin between every frame, every 12 by 12. And the only way I've ever known of taking that smell away is to get rid of everything in the house that is clothed, whether that be the carpet, and uh, bring new stuff in and wash those walls like crazy and start off with a Kills product, paint the walls after that. I know the ionizers have been used for years, you know, by cleanup companies and uh, other uh, similar companies. But boy, if 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 that's embedded in, I mean, tearing out carpets used to be one of the alternatives. Now you yep. could probably shampoo those, have those professionally done. Yeah. Curtains, drapes, soft yeah, furniture. I, I have all I have all hardwood floors, and the curtains are. Uh, Filmy, washable stuff, that's okay. not a problem. I have pictures all over the wall, but I've, the, paint, the house has been repainted several times on the inside, and uh, there's almost no shadow behind the, the pictures. Okay. The, the smell is there. Uh, so they said they had some kind of chlorine-based gas. You had to get out of the house for like eight hours, and they would infuse the house with this gas, and it would take away all odors. Well, we just got a text from a buddy that's going to be on with us here in about a half an hour or so, which is another good idea, is cleaning those air ducts, sanitizing those air ducts will definitely help. Yeah, I did that already. Okay. Then I think I would try the company that claims that they can get rid of it with a gas. What are they going to charge you for that? A dollar a square foot. So Okay. A couple thousand dollars. So if you have a 2,000 square foot house, $2,000? I don't I got 1,400 feet of floor, so I, I don't know which 1,400 or 2,800 is going to cost me. Probably 2,800. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <I'm guessing>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I had my shoulder replaced. I got my wife put pictures all over the rooms. I, there's no way I could take those pictures out to have somebody wash the walls. I can't use 
used both my arms above my shoulders. Well, you got you know, a company like Chet's Cleaning, which we've referred in the past. A good cleaning company could take care of that. But do us a favor. If you use this company, we would love to know the information that, about them if it works out for you. Okay, I'll do that. And the other the cleaning company you're talking about? Chet's Cleaning. Is who? C-H-E-T-S. Chet's, like. Chet's yep. Chet's. Okay. No. They're in Detroit or where? Chet's Cleaning, I believe. Um, I believe Chet's is out of the east side somewhere. C-H-E-T-S. Oh, okay. they're, out of, they're out of Madison Heights. Yeah, I thought they were local. Like Rip Cage. Mid, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. Have we, a good we, day. We want to hear your, um, your reviews on that product once you use them, please. Let's stick to the phones and talk to Al in Canton. Good morning, Al. You're on with the guys. I'm sorry. Good morning, Alan Carlton. Carlton, yes. Yes, sir. How can we help you? Uh, guys, uh, about 10 years ago, I had a patio port, and they put in posts, and I built uh, three different pergolas out of walmanized wood. I have stained this stuff several times with penafin red. And it still turns black and everything else. So I had removed on the two smaller pergolas all the boards. I have cleaned them and power washed them. And I had cut the tops and bottoms. And I'm getting ready to sand them all up. And I want to know how to finish these things. Uh, I'm willing to paint them. So I don't have to do this again. I might have them. So have you stripped the pergola is down to what? The basic frame components? Yes, the basic frame. I took off all the top boards on two of the pergolas, which were six-foot boards. I have 40 of those. Um, I cut the tops and bottoms to clean those up, and I was going to sand the sides and and paint them or something. And I tried calling Rhino Shield, and they never got back to me on this. Well, we need to do something about that. No. Kidding, <laughs> Mark. Are you listening? Mark and Cheryl, because as you were talking, that's exactly yeah, what I, I was thinking. I was also thinking I, for the kind of time, yeah. effort, energy, and money that you've spent over the years, I might have somebody wrap those components in aluminum. That's Because you can get I aluminum about in. Doing that I have a break, and I could do that. But, oh. Uh, I, I think that would be shoddy. Well, um, you can wrap them in no, black I, aluminum, I then, call... then you wouldn't see it when it's dirty. There you go. <laughs> Good concept. Well, it is on the east side of my house, and the south side is open. The east side is open, so it gets done all the time. Yeah. And um, I'm 60 years old. I don't want to do this again. I wouldn't. No, yeah, I... I took it all down. And I tried, I called Rhino Shield. I left a message with the lady there, and they never called me back. Uh, I offered to take it all down and clean it up. I offered to bring it to them, and they could paint it in their shop if they wanted to. Al, do us a favor. When when we um, say goodbye, stick online, give your phone number to Danielle, because obviously miscommunication with that. We've never heard that about Rhino Shield, and Mark is such a – He's there for people. He's always willing to help people out. So do us a well, favor, leave your I number, would, or or email us. You I could, will. You can email us. We'll make sure we get your number straight to Mark's cell phone. I was looking to see if I could buy a ceramic coated paint coating 
tape, which I've seen two online. I don't know what you think of those products. I like them. So you're talking about an Elastomeric. Actually, I believe Ace Hardware carries an Elastomeric exactly. paint there. I don't know what quality it is compared to something like um, what Rhino Shield has. I know they have one for masonry there, but um, check out Ace Hardware or Great Lakes and, Ace. And Say again? Well, how long will that last? Well, theoretically, if it's done correctly, uh, the biggest thing is if the wood's not moving, which moisture would do if you keep the moisture out of it, uh, it should it should last longer than you. You know, <laughs> I mean, well, that right that stuff. Now, yeah, I, go ahead. Right now, I'm probably at a six percent moisture according to my meter. Wow, that's good. On these boards, uh, like I said, they're ten years old. They're cleaned up. I just got to get them coated somehow. Now, are you keeping, are the main structural components up off the concrete a little bit? Uh, yes. Um, it's a poured patio, and when they poured it, they set in six-by-six six posts for myself, for me. And I built the pergolas, uh, a two-story or two-level one over the L-shaped bar and then one big one on the other side. So your six-by-six six posts might be absorbing some moisture from the ground, but that'd be it pretty much, right? Right, and I'm not too concerned about that because I can maintain those. I don't have to climb for those. Yeah. So the one place you might have some issues would be right at grade level, which is not unusual. But I wouldn't hesitate to use a product like that. Elastomeric? Uh, uh, yes, elastomeric finish, yep. And we... Correct. We love the Penafin product that you mentioned when you first called. That's a that's a good product. Yeah, I use Penafin Red. I I went upscale from the blue and got the red, and I've done them three times already in ten oh, years. They, you're a better yeah. man than me. <laughs> I'd have had yes, a can I of gas that. and some matches by now. Now here's the thing: if you use this uh, coating on the wood, just like anyone that paints anything, if it starts to bubble or peel at all, that's when you need to take care of it right away. Because even more so with this, if you get a bubble, that will hold water um, and add more moisture to that wood. So great call. Send us well, an email. We have to go to break. I apologize, Al. Dwayne will be with you as soon as we get back from break. In the meantime, Chuck, we're talking roofs, right? Who's yes, put sir. on probably more roofs in southeast Michigan than anyone else? Well, they claim that they've laid enough shingles to go around the earth a couple of times. So our listeners already know who we're talking about. I believe about. them. They've only... Been nothing but honest with us the entire time we've known them. They've been on the WJR Airways for years. We trust them. You can, too. Of course, we're talking about our good friends at Kearns Brothers. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you to hang around during the 12 to 1 o'clock hour. We're going to be talking air quality in homes, and we'll be talking about some things that you may not know about. Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Let's go to the phones and talk to Dwayne in Macomb. Good morning, Dwayne. You're on with the guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great, sir. A uh, couple times I've called. You guys have always come through. So I had an issue at my daughter's house. Um, we were doing some, some shrubbery over there, kind of cleaning things up. And I noticed, this is probably the third time I've noticed it, that next to their egress window, there seems to be some sort of a sinkhole. I fill it with dirt, and then, like, the next year I go back, and it's sunken in again. There's no sprinkler there. There's no – I just I, – I, 
can't understand what's doing it or where it's going. What now, are you filling it with? Just, just like topsoil. Is there a drain at the bottom of that um, egress window? I hope. No, actually, it's just no. Oh, you know what? I really don't know. I'll check that. Look that, in the bottom of the it. sump crog. Does she have a sump pump? Yes. See if there's any dirt or stones or anything accumulating there. Okay. So that the drain okay. in the uh, egress window, Obama egress window, should go down to your drain tile around your house. So my okay. guess, and Chuck's guess, I can tell by the way he's acting, just like anything else out there, you may have a, um, a hole in one of the pipes. So it's taking the dirt, it's washing it into the pipe, it's going into your sump pump, and then being taken outside. So when you fill it from now on, fill it with a stone, not a dirt, a stone. Okay. You might even tuck a filter cloth in that hole, jam it in with a tree branch or something, and then dump your stone or something on top of that. Trying to keep the dirt from going through it? Yeah, you're trying to keep from whatever whatever you're putting in there from getting into the weep tile if there's a breach. How old's the house? Um, About 10 years, maybe 9, 10 years old. Oh, so it's going to be a plastic weep system. So it should be a sleeved plastic weep system I, if it's I did, that young. I did, no, I did notice that that side of that egress window, when you look at it from the top, it, it looks like it's almost caving in, the, the metal. That's definitely not Kinda good. Where's the, where's the house located? Uh, 23 between North Avenue and Fairchild. Okay. Um, we may have, may have Chuck come out from SBS Glass and take a look at it. He's an expert in okay. these. Yeah. SPS? SPS Glass. Okay. Awesome. You can find him at the InsideOutsideGuys.com right, under Windows, buddy. I will definitely look. I really appreciate your help as always. Thanks. You're welcome, sir. You're welcome. Hey, um, our friends at Basement Plus running remind us about sump pumps. With all this rain that we've had over the last week, we've had a ton of rain. If you're thinking about a new sump pump, they are the people to check out. Also, if you're worried about your sump pump, they have an ultra pump system with a battery backup, make sure you keep your basement dry. I'm sure they're getting a lot of calls right now, Basements Plus, with all this oh, rain with that we the got. Oh, with the deluges we've had, honest to goodness, I got to tell you. Yeah, that egress window, I love I love parents that are concerned about their kids' houses like that. That is yeah, really cool. Me too. So Monday, um, got home from work a little bit early, grabbed my bride, and we took a, a drive into the Thumb. We went over to Lexington, and then we went went around and to Port Austin and to Caseville. So, uh Beautiful city of Lexington. Let's go to the, the phones and talk to Rick from Lexington. Good morning, Rick. You're on with the guys. Hi. Good morning. Um, I've got a my house is five years old, as is my central air, and um, my air conditioning. I just noticed. I don't know how long it's been doing it, but it, it I have it set at 76 and it's coming on at 74. And I double checked my gauge, my temperature gauges with other gauges, and the 74 degrees it's showing is accurate. But I've got it set at 76, and for some reason, it just keeps coming on, going off at 74 degrees. So set it at 78. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thanks, thanks very much. I want you to oil that. Honest to God. I appreciate it. It's got to be a faulty thermostat. I yeah. mean, if, if you've double-checked that you're getting accurate you know, yes. temperature readings, and it simply is misreading your setting, Yes. It's got to be the unit itself, and it's and, and assumptively it's a digital unit, right, five years old? Yes. yes. Yeah, so it's got it's got to be a faulty. Who makes the unit? Um, I think it's Honeywell. I think it was Honey, Honeywell, yeah. 
Honeywell has units from like $700 down to $50, all electronic oh. units. And I got to believe oh. that. So yeah, if, be... if you look on the back of that, you pull it off the wall and you look at the back yeah. of it, you'll see a serial number there. And it should be pretty simple to find that unit online. Your original installer might even uh, replace that for you if you call them. It's only five years old, yeah. the entire Worth system. Worth a try. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, I, that I guarantee would never happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't pay him, huh? <laughs> no, I'm well, kidding. Well, thank- yeah, thanks, thanks very much for your help. <laughs> Thank You're welcome, you, Rick. You're welcome. You know, really is true. I told that story just recently about my Honeywell that went. Exactly. And it is amazing how many different thermostats oh. they make. And, and I tell you what, I, I don't want to change that thermostat myself. I mean, I'll, I'll mess it up. I really will. It used to be a three-wire, three-contact right. point, 10-minute operation. And today with the options, they do everything but wash your car for you. I mean, it's crazy. Isn't it? You're absolutely right. Oh, You're absolutely right. But I would tend to defer to a professional with that stuff anymore. I learned years ago. I came up in the trades where I could fix a furnace. I could do all that stuff. Today, I couldn't even open the door on one. I mean, it's like, nope, I ain't going there. I'm anymore. always saying, honey, I'm the outside guy. Call Chuck. <laughs> and I'm going to tell him to call one of our team partners. Hey, <laughs> exactly. I want to wish Mom a happy birthday again. We started the uh, two hours here. 98 years young today. God bless her. So that's cool. Yeah, we appreciate it. We want to remind everyone to stick around for the next hour. We're going to have Steve Dickinson from Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning talking about uh, keeping your home healthy. And I've got to throw this out again. You and I talk about this all the time, but we keep getting emails. People will call a pro in, not one of our people, luckily. Have them proceed based on a guesstimate they were given, and then when the job is complete, they're handed a bill that's twice that or three times that. It's I know like, what email you're talking about there. Yeah. yeah if you don't have a signed, written work order indicating your total cost, then don't let them proceed. I just recently Man. recently had an issue with a um, big appliance at my place. I got an outrageous, big? outrageous price, okay? You have the Sub-Zero refrigerator. My generator. So I sent them something saying, okay, will this take care of the problem? And their response was, if there's anything else, we'll let you know when we get there. (laughs) No, 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 no. You're not going to come here. Then tell me it costs this, and then tell me it costs something else because what you put in didn't work. And that was a pricey fix they were That was an extremely pricey fix. Yes, it was. I remember that now that you say it. Yeah. So we want you to hang tight, stick with us, because we've got some really cool stuff coming up between 12 and 1. And a guy that's smarter than both of us, Steve Dickinson from yeah. Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning. You want to keep your air healthy. You want to make sure your rooms stay comfortable. Steve Dickinson from Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning will be on next. In the meantime, we're going to make this next segment of the Inside Outside Guys, sponsored by Kopke Remodeling and Design.